0: We're alive this morning. We're here with Sound Awake. It is the Monday edition. And my name is Kanye Makubane with you up until the top of the hour. It's time for our Get Up and Go. And it is Motivation Mondays. And this morning we are joined by Lynette Handamak, who is the co-founder and chief product officer of Useful and Beautiful. Thank you so much, Lynette, for joining us. Thanks Kenny for having me. Good morning. Good morning to you and also let me just tell our listeners that Lynette is a finalist for the Regional Business of the Year uh, awards finalist in the emerging entrepreneur category for 2018 and these awards are hosted by the Business Women's Association of South Africa. Now Lynette I was reading uh, about your your background in technology you are in the technology space in digital marketing and mobile solution. What an amazing job you have you help businesses function a little bit easier with the use of technology
1: yes I do I absolutely love what I do and yes you got it right. Well done, Tiny. <laughs> I didn't have to explain anything to you. You know exactly what I do. You know what I'm
0: saying. And um, you know, I just you know took some time to read because you know I, I found it very interesting. You know, as a woman playing in this space, you know, uh, you know, you you say you started off as, a, as as a geek working in the corner of an office coding for almost eight years in the UK, but that you've gone on to really you know set yourself up, you know, as as a leading voice in technology. And we're going to get a little bit more into those issues. I want you to though. To to start us off and tell us what is your get-up-and-go every morning? What gets you going?
1: What gets me going? So I'm uh, even though I really love the digital space and technology as, as you've discovered, uh, what actually gets me going is a good old-fashioned traditional to-do list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I start off my day with. Um, usually I do it um, the night before because, as you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I don't have set hours. Mm. <laughs> so I finish my day... At whatever time so I try to, to make a bit of a, a to-do list and then I wake up each morning and I take this list and uh, I prioritize it because obviously um, you know I've had more time to think about things if there's uh, important emails then that will jump out so that helps with, the, with a bit of a priori- prioritization mm-hmm. And uh, once I do that, just spend a few minutes doing that, then I start off with my uh, a team meeting with the various project teams, because I, I usually have at least about a minimum of two projects, maximum of about five projects running. Mm. And I just want to touch base with all the, the guys that are, you know, actually there working on the details um, to see what's going on. And the way it works is my team basically, they set their own deadlines for the projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's called the agile way of working, really. It's not dictated, oh, you will finish this piece of work on the 21st of May. Uh, people get assigned a task, and they have to tell me how long it's going to, to take them to, to finish it, you know, with a reason. You can't not put a deadline to it. Um, and then I, I want to touch base with everybody just to see whether they're able to manage these deadlines. Yeah. because You know, life happens I'm in the technology space, technology changes, all these things that that occur that you only will discover when you're actually working on a project. And it's about, it's about client management, client mm. relationships. You know, the, the success of running a client service business that I have is just keeping my clients happy. So what I've found over the years is that you really need to be transparent and a hard one, honest, yeah. <laughs> with people on on managing expectations.
0: Absolutely, and and I like what you say about you know managing your team and managing expectations because as much as it is you know a, a, a technologically advanced space, it's still very much a people space. You're still dealing with actual humans, you know. You're not dealing with robots. You know, oh, absolutely. And you
1: know, coming back to the whole robots thing as well, if I want to just touch base because I know with, with you know artificial intelligence and, and all this automation happening, people are petrified. You know that the robot's going to take up their job, and I always say. You know, the whole idea with technology is to make your life easier so you kind can actually do a much better job. You know, you've got access to all this information that gives you easy access to, to the relevant information so yeah. that you can make better decisions. So we will never, ever take up the human element ever.
0: <laughs> mm, very, very I'm, true.
1: And uh, so that's what we do. It's sort of like trying to to see how the team stands with their deadlines. And then I will go back to the clients. And The way my business works as well is that I'm I'm the face of the company. I'm the one who who sees the clients, who manages the deadlines. Um, I'll take the team member with me if if there's a need. But, you know, I hire several people to do the work. And they don't want to be interrupted with admin stuff, Mm. (laughs) you know, admin mundane tasks. Um, so if deadlines need to be managed, then I will um, communicate that accordingly to, to my clients. Um, but fortunately, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. It's, you know, you, you should just be when you're nearing a, a milestone, then, then, there's more, then you've got a, a little bit more information to to actually communicate to the client. You know, nobody wants you to phone them every single day saying, now we're going to extend this by a day, we're going to extend this by another day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you should have a an overall idea of when you're going to complete something. And then also, um, as part of my role, um, and this is more from a, an industry perspective, is that I do write um, a lot of industry thought leadership pieces on the space because I do get asked to provide my opinion on certain topics. Um, also, I do um, consultation as well with companies yeah. where I, if I don't get a... Full on project to to execute, then companies hire me to just basically give them advice on what they are doing or give them an idea of where they should go. So, helping them with their strategy or helping them get into the digital space or evaluating, for example, an app that they've already done. So, they would call me in just to say, well, to to ask, uh, Lynette, we've done this app
0: two years
1: ago, uh, but we're not sure whether it's still relevant. What do you think? So, that would involve me you know, basically dissecting what they've done to see that it's in line with current standards. Mm. But in order for me to keep up to date with current standards um, in technology, which literally changes by the minute, um, I, I do allocate a couple of hours each day. And I love doing this anyway. I was telling a friend the other day, I said, you know, if I wasn't in the space, I would actually go and do this sort of research for fun. And they just shook their head, their head and they said, something wrong with you. <laughs>
0: Lynette, allow me to come in there. Uh, You are the co-founder of the Specialist Mobile Solutions Consultancy, useful and uh, beautiful. And what you do is you develop Different business solutions, um, you know, whether it's through um, well, it's digital products that you yeah. you you do uh, produce, and y- and you've produced for companies, you know, like your engineers, technical you buy Hollard, or you know, like your General Electric, you know. But how would you actually do it? Like for instance, you know, do you do you create apps? Do you create little machineries that people can use for tickets, for instance, at the movies? You know, you say that you're all about um, you know guiding leading brands in their digital and customer experience initiatives? How do you do this?
1: So how to typically work is a brand would come to me and say, okay, they are thinking of, let's use, let's use a stochew, for example, even though it's an old example. I and mean, we, we all know, but you know, it's, the most, it's an example that people are familiar with. Mm. And so, for example, they decide, okay, they really needed um, apps and they want to implement electronic ticketing, for example. I mean, this is a project we did like, years ago. Mm. Um, so what I would do is typically go into, into a business, understand how all the different parts work, understand how all the different players work, you know, because it's not just one thing, there's so many back-end processes, call center implications, you know, all sorts of lovely things that go on, and then work out, okay, what, who, who's, the, who's the target audience that these guys are looking to develop the solution, you know, it has to be for somebody. The common mistake people make is they think they're making a solution for everyone, mm. and that's not the case. You know, the closest to everyone would be a equal because, you know, movies, everybody, it appeals to everybody, but even that as well, you know, it's, you need to cut it down. And once we work out who that target audience is, um, we try and work out, okay, in the, tra- in, in the case of mobile, what are the likely phones they, are, they, they would be using? Is it going to be an iPhone? Is it going to be an Android phone? Because South Africa it's quite segmented. We're not like overseas countries where it's pretty much iOS versus Android. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just getting all of that and then then working out what functionality we're going to put in there and then designing it accordingly um, in, a, in, in an overall nutshell. That's what we do. But it's, yes, I do work with a lot of uh, big brands, as you mentioned, Engines, Cosmico, Holiday, etc., But I also work with startups as well, Mm. where a startup will have an an idea, and then they would come to me to basically help them assess whether it is a viable idea. And if they decide, okay, now they really want to do this, then I help them uh, bring this idea to life uh, by creating something that's of world-class standards. You know, I I, want to put South Africa on the map. Mm. I'm also involved in quite a few judging um, competitions as well for apps and digital, and I have been for for a couple of years now, and I also mentor students as well, because we don't want to create mediocre solutions. Yeah. Um, You know, I was fortunate enough that the solutions I've created in the past, they've won international awards. And so I'm used to it being at that level, where if we're going to release something, if we're going to launch something, it needs to be at that level that's going to compete globally, because, you know, digital is that space where it's global. You can't think, you know, um you can basically compare it to um to the world, really.
0: Alright. Now tell us what are you know some of your motivating uh, factors, you know, to do better.
1: That is uh is very, very simple, Tony. Um it's my children. My two kids. I've got two, um, I've got a 12 year old son and a 10 year old daughter. And my daughter especially, um, she's extremely 10 years old, but she's pretty much um, has, the, has the mouth and the attitude of a 40-year-old, I think. <laughs> and um, she believes that, you know, anything is possible and, and everything in this world is equal. You know, she doesn't see any gender issues. She doesn't see, it to her, it's, well, girls can do everything that boys can do. And and I like to believe that because, you know, I'm very, very optimistic and I'm, I believe that, that role models like us, uh, can make the world a better place. Mm. And I, I, I believe with little girls and little children as well, the more females that they see uh, working in industry across a sector of industries at various positions, you know, because back in my day it was very traditional where a female working was either in the medical field or in the law field or, you know, if you're adventurous a little bit, then you're in the finance field. <laughs> it was only those three things, whereas now it's, it's different. And I, I just want to mention something as well, is that um, a year ago I got this, this book from my daughter called Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Mm. And I don't know whether you heard of it, but it's this collection of stories that highlights um, remarkable things that women, and it focuses just on women, have been doing throughout history. And she she read this and she loved it. She loved it so much, and, and she was nine at the time. She started posting little Instagram stories after the, after we two would, would read it. And the authors of this book actually discovered her um, late last year via Instagram, and they loved it. And they actually invited her to be part of their Kickstarter campaign for the second volume of. Uh, oh wow. Of, how cute is all that? <laughs> they got their funding within two hours and they still keep in touch with us. May I also thank you? They sent her an autographed book and they put her name on it. Um, but yeah, I think this week will actually be enough. So what they're doing now, because the second book got launched um, recently, they, they're trying to promote the book. So they're getting famous authors in the States to read a couple of stories and they get the kids to do the credits. So Hannah, my daughter, is actually going to be on one of the credits coming soon. So it's, you know, it's, for me, this, these sort of books, um, there's also, a, it's not a South African version, but there's a different book, again, that Hannah was also involved in partially by Instagram, actually, called The 80 Red of Amazing South African Women, mm. which mm. also highlights, you know, awesome things that uh, South African women are doing. So I think with, with books like this and, and people like us uh, and my friends and other female industry players, just to well, there should be more of an awareness of this sort of thing um where you know we integrate both our worlds work world family world you know you've got a nice representation of everything um to me that motivates me and it keeps me going because i see these these little girls and i, I want them I, You know, it's, it's not like it's a life mission or something but i just i just feel that the opportunities that I didn't have, I just want to make it very visible to, to other little kids, be it my daughter or her friends or, or whomever, and uh, fortunately, I've got a, a like-minded set of female friends as well who, who you know, we just, we just love what we do and we want to excel at what we do, and mm. we want, want everybody to see that, Look, and, and not just a glossy but of it. You know, yes, I, I mean, I told her yesterday, I'm going to be on the radio, she said, oh, you're doing in the radio it's to help and encourage other people so yeah. that everybody uh, is aware. So it's, it's it's about using what you know to actually make the world a better place. so yeah she thought it was, it was lovely to be, you know, featured on this Swiss campaign. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice, Anna, but it comes with hard work as well. Mm.
0: Wonderful. In wrapping up Lynette, what is an inspirational code or message that you can share with our listeners?
1: My inspirational quote, and it's something that I discovered after I had children and something that's been going now for the last 12 years, and it is, just care about what you do. If you are passionate enough about something, and uh, despite how you feel at the moment or if you've got thoughts of defeat or negativity, I firmly believe that if you are passionate enough about something, you will always shine through and you'll find a way to persevere and never give up.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. That is a phenomenal lady there we checked into this morning. Lynette Handemark, co-founder and chief product officer of Useful and Beautiful. And she's also a finalist for the Regional Businesswoman of the Year Awards in the Emerging Entrepreneur category for 2018. And these awards are hosted by the Women's Association of South Africa